place it comfortably. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone online. Um, sounds like our precept groups got off to a good start last night. And um, even though I'm not participating in one of the groups, um, I've been reflecting on it a lot lately and uh, trying to write about it. And uh, I just wanted to share with you some of the perspectives I'm taking on it. Um, if you look at uh, Western philosophy and ethics and so on, um, there's a lot written about it from go back as far as Socrates and Plato and Aristotle, you know, they, they wrote about ethics and morality and so on. Um, but what you find in that Western tradition is that it's it's all about logic and thinking. It's very cognitive, you know, and working out logically consistent positions over, you know, various issues in, in life. And uh, it's very top-heavy in that sense. And... Uh, and it leads to people, it leads to organisations like the Catholic Church, for example, or the Christian Church, but, but various organisations and philosophies coming up with moral or ethical doctrines, you know, as the way we should, we should take a moral position on certain issues, like, like um, in years go by, sex before marriage, you know, um, abortion, you know, euthanasia, you know, homosexuality, etc. And so there'd be, there would be moral positions that organisations or religious authorities would take on these matters. And, uh, and then um, one of, the, one of the, the very significant radical kind of historical events that happened in Western culture was the Reformation. And, um, and uh, Martin Luther, who challenged the Pope and the Catholic Church around all of these sort of authority teachings about what's right and wrong and whatsoever. And he's very sort of famous iconoclastic um, procrastination, uh, pro procrastination, proclamation, sorry, was that... Um, uh, the primacy of his conscience before God, rather than the rules and regulations of the of the Catholic Church. So he was he was talking about your conscience before God is a is a having a moral compass. You know, it's not about anything goes. It is about having a moral compass, but it but you it's something that comes from your own examination of your own motives or your own behaviour. It's not sort of driven by some outside authority about what's right or wrong. And I think that the, the, uh, the spirit of the Ten Precepts in Zen resonate with Martin Luther's kind of position on that. It's about, it's about being true to our own conscience, but it is about having a conscience and, and being awake to having a conscience. It's not about anything goes. Because a modern-day opposite to that very rigid, authoritative type of intellectual view is a postmodern view that there's no, that, that morality is just a social construction. So anything goes, you can do whatever you like, and anything goes. 
And I think that the precepts avoid both of those extremes in the way that we put them together. But what is missing, I think, from a lot of um, discussion about precepts and morality and ethics and so on, but it's coming back in, I think, through psychology, and that is the place that emotions play um, in our ethical decision-making. So in, in times gone by, it was just an intellectual process. Um, but we recognise now through modern psychology and neuroscience just how important our emotions are and our gut feelings are in, uh, in the decisions that we make and, uh, and, and the ownership that we may make of our, of our own decision making, you know, rather than something, not having responsibility for things. Um, so to practice the precepts is about awakening, developing, cultivating moral intelligence and, and a conscience. But we have to use those precepts with, with intuitive wisdom and compassion. They're not fixed ideas. They're, they're not fixed positions on things. There isn't. It, sometimes you come across, uh, particularly Asian Buddhist monks, um, who say this: this is the Buddhist position on abortion, you know, or this is the Buddhist position on euthanasia. And quite frankly, they're just speaking about their own opinions, um, or they're talking about the opinions of the the organisation, but they don't speak for everyone. Um, there's no, as far as I know, within Zen, there's no rigid position on some of these very grave issues sometimes we have to address. But they are motivated by our own conscience. And also in terms of emotion, um, the, the heart of the, of the precepts is that our motivation comes from love. It comes from love and compassion. And in very broad terms, um, our, our moral compass, using the precepts, in, in very broad terms, it directs us towards cultivating loving-kindness, compassion, joy, equanimity, and it steers us away from doing harm or creating suffering. But what that is for each person and how each person may assess how that works has to be up to their their own context that they're in, you know, and their own experience. Because ultimately, if you look at the philosophy of ethics and so on, um, no, no one can prove what is an absolute position. People claim to have some absolute view about what is right or wrong, but if you really examine, no one knows. No one knows, ultimately. And, and part of our, the humility in which we approach precepts and approach life um, is, is really knowing that we, we don't know. Mm -hmm. There's no intellectual answer up there, you know, that can tell us what is right or wrong. And so we, we, we embrace that not knowing. Um, we embrace not turning a blind eye to suffering in the world, and we act from love or from compassion, um, but we don't act from what can often turn out to be self-righteous positions of what is right or wrong, because we really, none of us know. Mm -hmm.
none of us really know. So, uh, as we as we work through the precepts, um, what we're trying to do to put it in the whole context of Zen practice. There's basically three aspects to Zen practice and they're often metaphorically thought of as um, the three legs on a stool. You need the three legs for the stool to be steady and upright. So there's insight, insight into into being, insight into the impermanence of life, not just an intellectual idea but an embodied idea. There's meditation that cultivates serenity and, and the precepts of the third leg. And, and you need all three, and you need all three working together um, to to really have a whole same practice and a whole life. But the precepts by themselves are born out of the meditation and they're born out of insight, and they just become more specific guidelines for us about how we negotiate the hurly-burly of everyday life. So they're a very important part of what we do.